Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Got a little chaos in this Utah State game. I think, though, that's an incomplete pass. It looked like a fumble. Are they reviewing this? At I least? think they're reviewing I hope it. Yeah, so, because that would be bad news bears for us because we have the under. Yeah. No, that's that's a fumble. Did they Damn rule it. it a fumble? Yeah, utter chaos just to start it off. Eight nothing Air <laughs> Force. Six thirty three to go. Utah State not able to get any offense going, but when they fumble in their own territory, that's not good for an under. But this is the uh, hold your hold your nose classic anyway when you're betting unders in service academy uh, games on yes. a Friday night, especially when the uh, the live total's gone from forty five and a half is where it closed up to fifty and a half now already. Uh, same actually same total for Army UTSA. That's a seventeen seven Army lead, and then it's fourteen fourteen Maryland and Virginia. That total's gone up to fifty two and a half. UVA is actually a six point dog, six and a half point dog right now. So when I have a parlay, I just say to myself. When one is dead, might as well lose them both. <laughs> might as well lose them both. Yeah. So, that's that's my perspective on the matter. Simple enough. All right, you guys want to jump into some of these NFL games? Let's we got go, a lot baby. to get through. We start off 1 p.m. Eastern. The Chargers are on the road. They're at Tennessee. Chargers now two-and-a-half-point favorites there. Now, this is a team in the Chargers that's got one really bad situation going on here right now. They're going to be missing a key part to their run game. Poten- well, let's just put it this way. We put it as potentially right now with Austin Eckler doubtful for this game. And that's a major problem because they ran 40 times last week against the Dolphins for 234 yards. Now, the Titans only allowed 69 nice uh, yards rushing last week against the Saints. But this is a little bit of a different sort of situation here in terms of what they've got in the backfield. The Titans secondary is banged up. This is a great opportunity when I look at this for a Chargers offense Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams to do damage through the air. The Titans secondary allowed 274.8 passing yards per game last season. That was the most in the league. So clearly the game plan for the Chargers here is going to be get it in the air, get it to your receivers, air the damn thing out. Because if you go up, it's not like Ryan Tannehill can throw you back in the game because he was 13-29 last week with three picks. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I think another prop that I really like is Tannehill to throw an interception. He had three interceptions last game. Over his last four four starts, he's been sacked 17 times, throwing only three touchdowns. So I don't know that he's going to be able to have, uh, even against the Chargers defense that allowed a ton of yards and points to Miami, I don't think this is going to be the same situation. I do think, though, he's going to be throwing the ball a ton. I like the over 31 and a half attempts for him. My big question mark is what to do about Derrick Henry. Uh, I think the number's 83 and a half rushing yards. Raheem Mostert didn't do a ton, but he's Raheem Mostert, not Derrick Henry. Yeah, I took uh, the Titans when it was at three. I wouldn't take it at two and a half. I'm just, I think they're going to be able to run the ball against the Chargers and at least keep this game close. If the Chargers win this game and cover the number, I'm fine with that because that means that I might be right on their win total and then possibly even winning the division. Um, especially with the Chiefs dropping week one. They drop week one, and they played pretty good against Miami. I think that game maybe says more about Miami, especially I know that it was a high-scoring game, the overhit. But Vic Fangio, that looked like a Vic Fangio defense, and they're probably going to get better as the season goes on and they become more familiar with the system and when they get Jalen Ramsey back. But this just seems like the Mike Vrabel special, right, where Tennessee looks like they stink. Tannehill looks like he stinks. But the one thing that they're able to do still is run the ball. And Derrick Henry only had 15 carries, which is not a whole lot for him, 63 yards, but he averaged four yards per carry. And I want to see more Taji Spears because he was averaging nine yards per pop, three carries for 27 yards. They're going to have to get more creative. They're going to have to find ways to get DeAndre Hopkins the ball. Seven receptions for 65 yards probably won't cut it in this game, but 
They held their own against a really good Saints defense. So I took the points here uh, at three. If it pops back up, that that would be my recommendation. That's all I got here. At what point does DeAndre Hopkins just go, I made a big mistake? Like, Uh, I know they paid him halftime last week. But, like, it's just – and, look, two of the interceptions that Ryan Tannehill threw, he was forcing the ball to D-Hop. So you kind of sit there and go, is that going to be the continued trend? Try to get it to your best receiver. Try to make him happy. We don't even know if he's the same – DeAndre Hopkins that he used to be. I mean, listen, he's a little bit older. Right? He's still one of the better receivers in the NFL. Can't get D-Hop props anywhere either. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even think I'd touch them if I could. You wouldn't take unders? I mean, I, it all depends on where the number's set. Yeah. If they set it at, like, 58, would, you, would yeah. I take an under on that? I don't know if I would. That's kind of a low... I'm just throwing out a random number, but, like, I don't even know where you'd set that given what we saw last week. So, it, it, I just... The, the Titans are just a team. You watch them and go, there's no... I know we, Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the NFL. I'm with you there. But at the same time, I just look at what's on the field and go, the Chargers are head and shoulders better if you just, again, I, Brandon Staley could do something stupid, and I guess that's what could ruin it. But I just don't know if Mike Vrabel and Brandon Staley and that like those two brains going up against each other is enough for me to be comfortable taking the Titans in a game, considering what we saw in Week 1. And by the way, the Chargers' run defense was actually really good Week 1. So like if the Titans do want to try and run the football more with Derrick Henry, the, I know the Chargers were horrible against the run last year, but right now we watch them and go, maybe they are improved. Yeah, I think it just like matters if Trey Burks is going to be able to play. He came back mm-hmm. to practice on Thursday, but he got knocked out of that game after, what, the first quarter. So that's yeah. why they were relying on D-Hop so much. They don't really have a whole lot else in the wide receiver room. So D-Hop's dealing with an ankle injury. I definitely wouldn't play any of his props because he's not 100% healthy right now. But if those guys are able to complete four quarters, I do like Tennessee at the number. But I won't be shocked. Yeah, if, if, if the Chargers are good, they should win this game, especially uh, – mm-hmm. With, with Tannehill, a quarterback. All right, on to the next one. This is a game. This is one of the games I'm really excited to see, too, actually. It's the Packers at Atlanta. Atlanta's a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now. The total's sitting around 40 there. And, I mean, Jordan Love looked good his first game. 245, three touchdowns, 15-27. to 27. Could have been a little more accurate, but, like, you got – this is this was his first, like, real start as a true starter. It's not his first start, but, you're like, he's the guy now. But 13 touches, 127 total yards, and two touchdowns for Aaron Jones before the hamstring issue right there shows that they're going to try and do what they can to also take some of the pressure off of Jordan Love moving forward. The real thing here is the Packers' run defense – We know it was 26th in the NFL last season, and they looked really bad, you could say, week one against the Bears, right? Well, the thing is, they gave up 122 yards rushing to the Bears, but 59 of those actually came to Justin Fields alone. Green Bay limited the Bears to 2.8 yards per designed rush. So really, everybody else besides Justin Fields wasn't able to run the ball consistently. One of my favorite props of the week here is Bijan Robinson over 17.5 receiving yards because Chicago... Last week, their running backs caught 11 of 15 passes for 80 yards against the Packers. So Green Bay actually struggled more when it came to running backs out of the backfield. So I would target Bijan Robinson this week, specifically in the passing game. Yeah, I like Atlanta a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the Bijan props, man, and especially in the passing game. That's a good call because Tyler Algier had 15 carries still last week, and I think he's going to get a bunch of carries again mm-hmm. here. I just have to see it to believe it that Green Bay's run defense is fixed. They were 28th DVOA against the run. They were 31st in football outsiders. And it's just eye test because it's been the same issues uh, as a fan the last decade plus. They can't stop the run. They can't cover the tight end position. And I know Kyle Pitts didn't do a whole lot week one. I know that Atlanta doesn't really want to push the ball down the field, especially in a game like this, because the Packers' pass defense and their pass rush is their strength. But I still have questions about the run defense. And here's the other thing. Um... Quay looked really good. He's not even out of the concussion protocol. Christian Watson did not practice. 
Aaron Jones still not at practice. David Bakhtiari, he wasn't even questionable last week, and we know yeah. he's not going to practice a whole lot, but he's probable. No, I'm sorry, he's questionable. questionable. Bakhtiari, Jones, and Watson are all questionable. Yeah, and A.J. Dillon's no good. So I like Atlanta a lot at home. I think they're being undervalued. I thought the defense, I know it was against Carolina, looked pretty good. Jesse Bates, an obvious upgrade in the secondary, had two interceptions. And this is, like you said, this is this is a real road start for Jordan Love. I know that he went to Arrowhead a couple of years ago, but he wasn't the guy yet. And I know he went to Chicago, but I was joking about this on the podcast today. I feel like when Jordan Love went to Chicago, like it's hard to take the Soldier Field fans, the Bear fans, and that team serious because he just watched Aaron Rodgers dominate him the last three years and scream at you know the guys in the front row, I effing own you. So now let's see what he does against <laughs> Atlanta. You know, because he got an improved defense and all that speed on that offense. Um, as long as Arthur Smith isn't a complete schmuck, they should score some points against this uh, Green Bay defense. So I like I like Atlanta a lot. I like Atlanta a lot, and you see that the line movement is showing that that's the case too. It's been moving around. I think Atlanta was a one and a half point dog. Mm-hmm. Now they're a one and a half point favorite. So you're getting some line movement. Uh, yeah, I just think Atlanta's going to be able to do whatever they want with their running backs. Whether they're going to be able to get them out in the backfield, catching the ball in the slot, I think they're going to still be able to run run down Green Bay's throat. Probably would stay away from the tight end position just because of how Atlanta really schemes things. Um, but another thing that I like is the under on Drake London's receptions. Just one target in the game against the Panthers. It became a whole hoopla. I mean, what are the, we doing? The reception number is <laughs> – I know, he's dead to me. The reception number is three Was and he a on half. a fantasy team for you? Is that what it uh, is? Or I, No. Oh, okay, but, I thought you had him in fantasy. It's uh-uh. just – just yeah. he's just dead. Um, <laughs> just dead. Just dead. Just dead. Three and a half receptions though is the number, and it's juiced uh, to the over. And I don't care. I'll take the plus one hundred uh, under three and a half receptions for Drake London. And until I'm proven otherwise, I think this Atlanta team is going to go on their running game and on their defense. I mean, they, they play it safe, right? Yeah, Desmond Ritter I mean, Des- stinks. Desmond Ritter has not thrown an interception though in five career starts, Ooh, so they're clearly the playing it safe. And that's right. They're they're like, you know what? We're just going to keep this as simple as possible. There's a reason why they drafted Bijan Robinson. You know, if Desmond Desmond Ritter could actually become the first quarterback to throw zero picks in his first six starts since not all the way back to 1950. Like it, it's so. That's because that was the last time quarterbacks were only attempting sixteen right, passes, right. and all of them were at. You it know. is, and that's what we talked about. Is it like you look at the Falcons, and the Falcons were going to be like an old school feel, right? It's going to be almost like a service academy. They're going to run the hell out of the football. You're not going to see a lot of deep throws, and that's why you're going to see somebody like Drake London just not get involved. One of the best young wide receivers, talent wise, in the NFL. I mean, he was part of a draft class where five wide receivers were taken in the first round. Yet nobody talks about him because he's not getting the football at all. He's getting one target. See, the thing is, though, eventually he's going to have to win games and push the ball down the field yep. because they're just going to start stacking the box and saying, beat us, Desmond Ritter. And you could win like that, right? Like if you have a top five defense. And while Atlanta's defense is better, I don't even think they're top 20. So I, I think eventually he's going to have to throw the ball down the field. And they have the playmakers to do so. So it's like, yeah, we were all excited about the run game, but you at least have to keep the defense honest. Like even the year that San Francisco had Jimmy G and went to the Super Bowl, yeah, sure, in the NFC Championship game, he didn't have to beat you with his arm, but look what happened in the Super Bowl. You know, then it was, hey, mm-hmm. you got to make some throws down the field in the fourth quarter. Started off really hot, but he couldn't outduel Patrick Mahomes. And but there were times of that year that he did. He outdueled Jared Goff. You're going to have to throw the ball. And uh, we'll see if they're able to do it. Man. In today's NFL, you have to. And if you're down in a game, you can't just run the football. I mean, we've we've seen that enough to know it's not a formula. Look, yeah. they can say whatever they want and say nice things about Desmond Ritter. Be a great backup quarterback for them. He's yeah. not the franchise. He's not the future. And you know what? Maybe that's a Kirk Cousins destination in the offseason. 
Right, like could be. It's it's. I, I obviously see it sucks. Uh, I want Atlanta to be good because I want to make a bunch of money off them, and I think their ceiling is super high. And I don't think Desmond Ritter is as bad as people think he is. But imagine if they were really bad, and they were able to get a Drake May. Oh my god! Because they're not going to be bad enough for Caleb. They're not going to be bad enough for any of these guys. Even like Michael Penix, if Quinn Ewers ends up being that guy, um, it would be fun to see them with a quarterback that could actually throw the ball. Down Unless the field. they trade up. You know, like Drake you London know. You can, can trade up. Drake mm-hmm. London can't have one target in a game. Kyle Pitts it's can't have under six touchdowns every single season. We saw this like even when Julio was there. Granted, he was a wide receiver. Killed my fantasy team every year because he never did anything in the red zones. I mean, it's just coming Kyle Pitts. It, it's it's so frustrating to see some of that talent out there that they're just not throwing the ball to because they can't. Uh, two teams that actually have young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks out there starting. The Colts are at Houston. Houston right now is a one point favor. The totals down to thirty nine there. Uh, I, look, <laughs> it's it's a lot of questions and it's a lot of what ifs for two quarterbacks we've seen very little of in the NFL. But Anthony Richardson was actually. I mean, he was relatively impressive, 24-37, 223, passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown week one. I was surprised. I was like, I, I didn't, I think we all kind of sat here and said, what did, what's the game plan going to look like? Are they going to run it with him a lot? Are they going to pass? They threw it 47 times. C.J. Stroud threw it 44 times. The problem is he only completed 50% of his passes on throws that were longer than nine yards. So you're doing a lot of dink and dunk, and then when he's trying, it's not successful. So th- this is a game to me where you look and I say, I would take the over on Anthony Richardson's rushing yards, and I'd probably consider even the under in this game just simply because of the fact you got two quarterbacks that even if they want to throw the football, they just haven't been consistent enough yet where you're going to feel comfortable that these offenses are going to move consistently. Yeah, we saw what uh, what the Ravens were doing. You know, they had 25 points. Maybe that was them. Maybe that was a little bit of the Houston Texans defense. I think with D'Amico Ryan's, this defense is going to be pretty damn good. Um, this this screams under to me. Yeah. Maybe I'm tripping, but 39.5 feels a little too high. Uh, I do like that Anthony Richardson rushing prop. But again, we've talked about this earlier on in the show this week, which is like, I really believe that C.J. Stroud is is as for real as we're going to get right now with the rookie in terms of taking his props. Over 210.5 passing yards, I really like, especially against a Ravens defense that is pretty damn good, even though they're missing guys uh, from injuries, still hits that number. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So I like the under. I like his passing yards. I probably wouldn't take any, like, Michael Pittman props or anything like that. Those are the two that I really like, though. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one. Uh, especially just I want to wait and see what happens with C.J. Stroud. He's got a right shoulder injury that just popped yep. up out of nowhere, so he's questionable in the game. So uh, that's stay away from me. I would lean under, um, but I would want to maybe wait and try to grab it live now that it's down to 39 and a half. Yep. You know, maybe you get two scripted drives that's you know you get some points off of. Like you said, Indianapolis's offense looked pretty good last week. Good enough. Um, yeah, good enough. Yeah, this I don't have a feel Their for this one. Their team total is 20 and a half. This is a, under minus 150. This is a Wednesday uh, condensed game for me. It's like the one game that I have no interest in. I have way too many bets this week. This is not one of them. You're not interested at all to watch what the quarterbacks I do look wanna, like, though? No, I do definitely want to watch but it. But just the condensed version? Not yeah, in, I mean. Lot, not on, on like two times fat speed? I'll have it like up. You know, I want to see the scoring oh, yeah. plays, but yeah. I can't like, I don't want to sit watch three and a half hours of C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Davis Mills. That would be even worse. Oh, God.
God. I hope we don't ever have to see him again, no. honestly. No. General Mills. No. I, <laughs> I prefer not to do that. All right, we're going to look at the week three in the college football slate. They get back to week two in the NFL as well. Loaded weekend, so we've got a lot of games to cover. It's Ben MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.